1: podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host not necessarily those of the host's discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smackin' Raw podcast episode 182. I am your host, the Warden, Matt Ritter. Back again with my co-host, Daddy Dogato himself. Vince, what's going on, man?
0: It's going well, man. Going well. Ready to talk some wrestling again. A uh, Fantastic week of wrestling, I want to say. like From top to bottom, I don't think there was many misses this week in wrestling.
1: We might disagree on that. We'll have to see. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm in a mood. Maybe I'm a little jaded, but there was a lot that I just didn't really care about. And we're, yeah. we're going to talk about that, especially with what happened tonight. Like there's just a lot that I, I wish I cared. I feel like I should care, but I just didn't care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a very special episode. So we'll be dedicating a part of this episode to spotlighting our truth. Uh, yes. Michael Willis, good friend of the show patreon supporter has subscribed to the 20 dollar tier which allowed him to pick a topic he wanted us for black history month to do a spotlight on our truth so that will be this episode mike when you're listening this is for you we appreciate your support and if you guys want to do the same thing and it literally could be anything if you want us to do a fucking spotlight on jeff hardy and request that i only talk nicely about jeff hardy then vince will be on here doing a show by himself um, no we'll do it like if you guys pay the money and you guys have something you absolutely want to hear us talk about mm-hmm. or cover new japan impact whatever we will do a topic that you choose if you subscribe to patreon so please go check that out mm-hmm. um also Go check out Get Your Wrestling Podcast. Um, there is a lot of hate in the world. Apparently, they talked about it on their podcast. They put a link out there so you guys can go support. Um, Asian Americans are being attacked uh, over everything that's kind of been going on lately um, in the yeah. world, unfairly. Uh, it, it's a problem that we as Americans have where all of a sudden, everyone looks the same. So they're all the problem when something bad happens. We did it after 9 11. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done it throughout history and it, it needs to stop. We can't, you know, just assume everyone is the bad person because we kind of think that maybe they sort of look like the bad people. Like it's not how life works. Yeah. Uh, you don't know that person. You don't know their political beliefs. You don't know their background. There are Asians all across the world. And also because some guy, called it the china flu doesn't mean that every person of asian descent is responsible or i just i can't with people i don't understand how this country runs this way or works or that people can see it that way because if you specifically white people which is who i can talk about from my perspective Mm -hmm. if you say white people they get well i'm not my grandparents didn't own slaves i'm not one of those people it's like well if they're not talking about you then don't get offended by it But also, don't turn around and refer to a group of people as a collective or group everyone together if you don't want to be grouped in together with the people that you don't fucking like or agree with from your own race or your own culture.
0: Like... And, I, you know, since you're calling out your own race here, Matt, I want to call out my Latinos, too, because we can be very racist about certain things, too. Like we're racist towards like like African-Americans and we're also racist towards Asians or other people of color. That's just not just white America. That's also Latino America where there's this perception and they go and follow that misconception of like, oh, so and so has this, you know, don't hang out with this person. And I've seen that throughout my life. Uh, Latinos are just as racist. that, Like in, in their own community towards other races. And it's not just white people, man. So I don't want to just attack white people. It's literally a person-by-person basis. But oh, yeah, no, Latinos got to take responsibility too. It,
1: it's definitely a human being problem. It is not a racial problem. But I can, just as you can only speak from the Latino side. Because that is what you are. And that's where you experience. I can only speak from what I see from you know, my people, the Caucasians. So, Mm -hmm. um, again, uh, if you're taking this as an attack, and, oh, he's I'm not attacking white people. I'm saying that if you're one of these white people, then you're the fucking problem, and stop doing the shit. Stop attacking all Asians or thinking all Asians are bad. Stop attacking all Muslims or thinking all uh, people of Middle Eastern descent are Muslim or bad or all Muslims are bad. Like, just stop this weird... um, profiling that we do and racial profile, yeah, racial profiling and attacking it, it needs to stop. Um, and along with that. So for the people, uh, young King or uh, sorry, get your podcast has put out a link where you guys can go support and donate to a charity. That's uh, helping out with some of these cases and issues that are going on. So please go do that. And of course, along the same lines, black lives still do matter. Uh, there's still no legislation in place. There's still nothing to being done. Uh, It's kind of been out of sight, out of mind for probably the majority of the country now. It's not a hot button issue. So people aren't talking about it. People aren't thinking about it. But it doesn't mean that everything just went away and it's okay again. Mm -hmm. So please go buy those T-shirts. Put your money towards a good cause. Help the people who are suffering. Help the people who need help, um, who are victims of uh, police brutality and racial injustice. Uh, Get your money out there. Go get that Black Lives Matter t-shirt and support those guys. I would appreciate that as well. Um, and speaking of Young Kings Wrestling, our news and rumors uh, come from Reek. He couldn't be here because he had to work. I was going to have him on, but he did ask that I give him a shout out as yeah. uh, he came in my DMs with a bunch of news and rumors that we get to talk about. So yeah. uh, first and foremost, apparently there is a preliminary WrestleMania card. That is a rumor uh it is edge versus roman reigns
0: okay
1: uh we have let me pull up the exact
0: i think it was bianca sasha
1: yeah bianca sasha i've got it here
0: randy fiend
1: reigns edge bianca sasha bad bunny and damian priest in a tag match against miz and morrison and then randy orton and the fiend
0: yeah um Well, these are all things that are kind of like plain and simple. We kind of see the right on the wall with all those matches. They're yeah. still teasing Fiend versus Randy. Every time Randy tries to move on, Alexa comes in and just fucks with him. Uh, Bianca and Sasha is the match that they keep teasing. Just as Bianca's about to go ahead and make an announcement, just like they did tonight on SmackDown. She gets cut off before she can say who she's going to go after. And obviously, based on what we saw tonight, this is, there's only stopgaps before they get that actual build. And Bad Bunny was always going to get a tag match. The minute they started pairing him up in the program with Miz and uh, Morrison, I knew he was going to get a, some sort of tag match at WrestleMania. It makes all the sense in the world to try to capitalize on that shit. Gronk was the host. like, he, Bad Bunny was either going to be the host of WrestleMania or going to be in an actual match. And, and see, band.
1: I, I kind of think I'd rather have Bad Bunny be the host. Um, just because the amount of time he has to put in work in ring, he's going to be limited. It's more so going to be a Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison handicap match. And I'm but not I- a huge fan, even with Stephen Amell, who trained and, you know, did decent. Or I, I don't see him coming out and being a Pat McAfee. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't. No. And if he is, then I... I'll shut up and I was wrong and good on him, but I don't see him coming out and being a Pat McAfee. So I don't need to see Bad Bunny in the ring. I'm not saying don't have him associated with the product. Absolutely have him associated with the product. Mm -hmm. I would even be cool if they wanted to have Bad Bunny in Damian Priest's corner and gave Damian Priest a title match or something, or maybe had Damian Priest versus The Miz for the money in the bank with Bad Bunny in his corner. Like, I don't have a problem with Bad Bunny being there. I just don't necessarily need to see him in ring competing.
0: Uh, that's a fair point. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and like, even though I'm biased and I'm a huge Bad Bunny fan, I'm not gonna yeah. sit here. And he can assume- do no wrong. He can do no wrong. No, but until he
1: does I- a fucking Eddie Grail frog splash and botches the shit out of it,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. If he does that, you know, I I, I might have a-, a thing or two to say with him. <laughs> but I will say this: him having the match is gonna get eyeballs on the product. Nor- like I've had friends that are Bad Bunny fans. So I'm like, hey, where can I watch that concert? It's like, oh, it's on the WWE Network. I'm like, you can go ahead and get a free trial. And and they go ahead and signed up. I actually had a friend sign up for the network just so they can watch the concert, which was later on YouTube. So they might sign, sign, uh, subscribe I mean it
1: was it was a performance, it wasn't a concert. And well, the performance, yes. I personally would have told them that it's not worth $9.99 to go sign up to watch that because well, it wasn't free a great trial. performance. Eh, it would have been yeah. A- yeah, true.
0: Also, too, you gotta also think about Peacock, the partnership with Peacock. They're gonna try to get people onto that subscription-based service. So that's gonna get people to sign up for Peacock because not only do you get the office, not only do you get the be but now you get Bad Bunny too, you know. Uh I'm going to wait and see. It's a two-night event with WrestleMania. There's nothing wrong with having like a whatever match. You need those filler matches for people to take a piss break. My piss break match is probably going to be a Sheamus match. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but uh I will probably sit down and watch this match. There's nothing wrong with it. Just go ahead and do something. Prep your, your dip for your chips while it's going on. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it.
1: Uh, it's not that I don't even want to watch it. It's just I feel like there's a better way to use Bad Bunny without putting him in the ring. Like, I get it. He's a fan. He's I'm sure gonna, he wants to get in there. He's done it. He can do a spot. He can do a frog splash.
0: But it, we've it, already it, seen that. So he has to up the ante. And not only serious. this, this is going to put over Damian Priest. It's, like, in a, in a way, they're going to spotlight him. They're going to give him a rub. He's going to get the Bad Bunny rub just because he's going to get his name out there. More people are going to know who Damien Priest is. I was just talking to my girlfriend about, like, what Bad Bunny is doing, and he's teaming up with this one dude, and she, like, looked him up. So I'm not saying it works, but it's a case-by-case basis. Yeah, fair. Uh, I'm also not –
1: I'm going to be honest. I'm not excited for Edge versus Roman Reigns. Honestly. Really? really. So here's the thing. the only, The only moment where Edge got me excited for him at WrestleMania – was him down in NXT because he actually seemed excited to be in NXT and at the prospect of a Finn Balor-Pete mm-hmm. Dunn match. He genuinely seemed excited to be there and really enjoyed the energy and seemed like it was really something he was into. I don't feel that same energy coming from Edge in this program with Roman or when he's on Monday Night Raw. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll go in there and they'll put on a banger of a match, but I'm right. not really excited for it because I don't feel the same energy from Edge mm-hmm. the excitement from Edge to go and face a Roman Reigns that I did when I saw him talking to those NXT guys and talking about how NXT was part of the reason why he came back I I actually was almost more excited tonight when he talked to Daniel Bryan about you know him coming back from his neck because Daniel inspired him more so yeah. than I would be to see Edge versus Roman Reigns
0: I, I did see the the excitement with the Dan Bryan interaction and obviously with the with the NXT interaction because both of those were factors for him to want to return. So there's extra motivation there. However, I'm gonna counter and say that his interaction with Roman tonight and with Paul Heyman later got me excited for this match and made me want this match more than any other match that he could have. That matchup
1: was, was that interaction during the main event
0: uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was, uh, interacting with Paul Heyman during the main events.
1: Okay. That's probably why I don't feel the same thing you do is because, well, we'll get to it. We're not on SmackDown yet. Yeah. but
0: And then okay. obviously the opening segment, I thought it was perfect. I like, I think he just dissected Roman Reigns perfectly in his promo, but again, like maybe it's just not your cup of tea, man. Uh, maybe you're just not feeling it. Sometimes I'm not.
1: Just... Uh, <sighs> Next up, Bo Dallas and Liv Morgan are apparently opening a uh, real estate company together Mm -hmm. and are dating. So Bo Dallas has gone where Enzo Amore has been before. Uh, I listen for all of the L's this man has taken in his pro wrestling career. Mm -hmm. Full props to him for living in the moment and, you know, living life to the fullest. (laughs) And. All of that. No, I, I'm happy for him. I'm a little disappointed that WWE has failed to utilize him. Mm-hmm. I've heard rumors that he did not want to be part of the Firefly Funhouse of Bray Wyatt's universe. If you're not on TV and that's an option, I don't know why you wouldn't uh, I think try.
0: I think it's one of those cases where he doesn't want to be associated with his brother and wants to build his own niche. Similar to like Cody Rhodes didn't want to be Stardust because he didn't want to be associated as gold as brother. But he
1: has completely failed to do that. So I know. I know you have I'm had just... every chance in the world. Mm-hmm. You've had your tag team with uh Curtis Axel. You've been part of the social outcast. You had Bo Leave, which got over, but apparently didn't get you over enough. You did your NXT stuff, run with the title. Apparently, none of it stuck. So if you haven't, in all of this time, come up with a character or something for you to do that mm-hmm. WWE is okay with outside of that, then maybe try and create something within that and embrace the family name and embrace that and get your ass back on TV and in a ring. Like, if you want to wrestle and you love wrestling, I'd be doing everything I can to get back there and wrestle.
0: No, nah, man, I think his passion is this real estate company he's about to build. I think that's where his passion
1: lies now <laughs> actually his passions and conspiracy theories. And I wonder if that's how he hooked live.
0: Maybe that's a gimmick conspiracy theories.
1: Uh, and then the Keith Lee news. So there was a report that came out that Keith Lee was getting a push. And then there was a report that came out that said Keith Lee, Alistair black and Andrade Vince doesn't see anything in them. And they all came from the same fucking guy. Also a report that Alistair black was going to push. I have zero faith in anything that Dave Meltzer reports in 2021, 2020, hell, Mm -hmm. probably the last five to 10 years. Um, He reports one thing, and then two weeks later, he reports the exact opposite. I've got zero faith in it. Here's my thing. There is no reason whatsoever why Keith Lee is not a main event star right now. He has everything, and if the issue – Is that he isn't the guy that you want him to be, then let him be the guy that he is and let him get over. Same thing with Aleister Black and Andrade, both extremely talented, charismatic guys that if you just put on TV and let them do what they do, they will get over to a mainstream audience. There is no reason why both Andrade and Aleister Black have not been back on TV. No reason whatsoever, unless they are fighting some sort of health issue that we don't know about or like there is some sort of like issue with like their status as American citizens. That's keeping them from competing or like a visa. I don't know if they have those uh, to compete like a work visa or something, unless there is something along those lines Mm -hmm. that is keeping them from working. There is no fucking reason why these guys shouldn't be on our TV.
0: I doubt it. Andrade is constantly with Charlotte, and Charlotte's on TV every week. They clearly don't got anything going. On. They just don't have anything for both of those guys. And we heard the reports that people that the SmackDown crew forgot he was on SmackDown. I don't know what roster he's on. Uh, there were reports that he wanted to go back to NXT, and those like requests were like denied. I think Andrade should stay on main roster. I don't think there's anything for him to go and do in NXT. I kind of want him to stay on an on main roster, Alistair Black is someone I definitely wants to go see, have him go back to NXT. Look at what they're doing with Ember Moon, what they've they've done with other people, like even Lucha House Party, just going back there and showcasing their wrestling ability. Drake Maverick, Killian Dane, guys going back to NXT, a Finn Balor. Alistair Black can go back and have a Finn Balor run. Mm-hmm. And we can have that carrying Cross uh Alistair Black match that I desperately want to see.
1: Or a Alistair Black, Finn Balor match. Uh, I would love to see Alistair Black versus the Demon. I would love to see Karrion Cross versus the Demon. I would love to see Alistair Black versus Pete Dunne. I would love to see Alistair Black versus Tommaso Ciampa again because uh, they never really finished that feud. Like,
0: mm-hmm. There's
1: a lot of shit I would like to see You know, yeah. for Alistair down there. There's a lot of shit I'd like to see for Alistair on the main roster. I think that he could be better
0: utilized. I, I mean... can see him in
1: both situations.
0: Look at what Alistair did with Patrick and just imagine what he could do with Dexter Loomis.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing. Alistair Black has a presence about him when he's out there. He may not have the size, but he has an exuding presence around him Mm -hmm. where he can stare down anyone from fucking Drew McIntyre to uh, Otis and you're going to get a feeling of this guy might be in trouble. Yeah, This guy might be able to take him. Like You're going to get that. You could do it with Big E, you could do it with Bobby Lashley, you could do it with Matt Riddle, you could do it with Keith Lee, you could do it in the mid card or the main event. The guy has a presence about him. Andrade, same thing. The guy has char- charisma, the guy has a presence. Zelina brought it out. Now she's gone because you guys fucked up. It doesn't mean you can't, like, what? So she's gone, so now we don't know what to do with him?
0: Like, yeah. I think I they had something there with uh, Andrade, Selena, and Angel Garza. And then even Austin Theory for a second there. They had something there, and they just got bored. I, it just felt like they got bored. And they just said, eh, we don't want to do this anymore.
1: Yeah. Let's get into the shows. Uh, where do you want to start this week?
0: Do uh, you want to just run through AEW real quick, since I wasn't, I wasn't able to get a chance to watch it this week?
1: Yeah, so uh, we kick it off with Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy defeating the hybrid, Two. Really didn't give two shits until the end. uh, Matt Hardy's all excited about that contract signing from last week at the bar. And Hangman's like, well, you know, I was told by somebody to always keep an extra set of papers in your jacket. So essentially what the contract that Matt Hardy signed was that they have a match at Revolution. Uh And if Hangman beats him, he gets... All of Matt Hardy's first quarter earnings for 2021. (laughs) Uh, Matt Hardy, not happy with this. Uh, Has the mascot for whatever team at that stadium come down with the Mm -hmm. contract? He's like, listen, man, um, you're a fair guy. So how about we both put our first quarter earnings up in the match? If I win, I get yours. If you win, you get mine. Hangman agrees because he's a baby face and that's what they do. Turns out Isaiah Cassidy is in the mascot uniform and attacks Adam Page. And then Matt Hardy offers TH2, uh, the hybrid two money to also jump Adam Page. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then the Dark Order come down and make the save uh, with negative one kind of calling shots from the stage. Stop trying to make me be okay with the Dark Order and Adam Page. It's not going to happen. I don't care if they save him. I don't care how nice and sweet they are. I don't care. They had this whole moment where Adam Page got up and looked at him and it was kind of like they were exes who sort of remembered yeah. the chemistry that were there and smiled at each other. Like, no, I'm not OK with it. I do not want Adam Page as part of the Dark Order. Do not fucking do it. Stop trying to make me OK with it. It's not going
0: to happen. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't feel right. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing like based on the stuff that I saw and what you're describing, what happened tonight sounds like Matt Hardy's big money man character is just a combination of million dollar man and the parody of Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah, I he's guess. he's paying people to do stuff, but he also has like the money, uh, money hungry, like, like parody of what Vince McMahon supposedly is. Yeah. Taking, trying to, yeah. trying
1: to take a cut of everyone's money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, Then Jericho has an interview in the back where he says that Sammy is dead to him because both MJF and Sammy were wrong for what they were doing, but MJF realized uh, something that Sammy didn't, and because of that, uh, Sammy's dead to him. Yeah. That's why MJF's still here, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And then Proud and Powerful has Jericho's full support in their tag team title match against the Young Bucks, which, again... (sighs) should not be happening because proud and powerful are not a fucking tag team. According to the stipulation of the match you had three weeks ago.
0: I don't, I, I didn't, they should have never done that match, man.
1: And someone keeps, I, I keep having these conversations with, uh, Wick forever on Twitter. And she's telling me, Oh, well, because she's in the group chat that I'm in with uh, uh, Kenny from Kenny for your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just pushing the breakup of the inner circle. I'm like, if you want to push the breakup of the inner circle, then By have Jericho make sure that Proud and Powerful can't compete and let that be the issue. Don't let them compete as a tag team and show some, like it makes no fucking sense to me.
0: The nitpicking here is Proud and Powerful had a tag title match before Jericho and MJF did. Didn't they like last week? They had a, t- a tag match with uh with the Bucks.
1: No, that was this week.
0: That was this week. Okay, okay. Yes. So that's what I missed. So that that that's my whole that's my whole thing is they're having these tag matches, but then they're not supposed to be a tag team. It's just it's a little convoluted. Yeah. No, I don't it's like a little it. convoluted. I feel like
1: Uh Serena Deeb loses to Reho in the first round of the women's uh American bracket. From uh, what I heard, a very a, good match. Very good match. Uh That is one big boon I will give to AEW is their women's division is improving exponentially as far as uh, the content they're putting out. Orange Cassidy defeats Luther because that was a thing. Uh, Team Taz called out Sting, and Brian Cage powerbomb Sting in the middle of the ring. Uh, people were like, oh, he shouldn't be powerbombing a 61-year-old man. It's like, oh, well, he signed a fucking contract and he's going to compete, so you should probably get used to it.
0: Yeah, I think everybody's just still a little, like, Traumatic after the Seth Rollins match You
1: know what I'm going to get into the IWC and their traumatic Bullshit because uh, I'm on One tonight so we'll talk about that when we get to Raw um, Omega goes and Visits children and reads Them a story from the Bucks book uh, He's not wearing a mask Don Callis Isn't wearing a mask Nakazawa's not wearing a mask but all the kids are in this Classroom uh, Which I thought was I don't know Yeah weird um that you'd put them around children uh and not have them wear masks uh i don't know if that like and that that seems risky to me
0: there there's Um, there was a lot of risky unsanitary stuff both on the and programming programming this week
1: oh yeah uh and then uh they want to hang out with kenny but kenny says no hang out with nakazawa and then the kids start screaming that they hate nakazawa uh and then jump him the bucks defeat proud and powerful in the tag team title match Ah, uh, the inner circle jumps the box and then Kenny is like trying to go down there and Don's like, no, no, no. And he whispers something to the good brothers who take their sweet ass time coming down. Meanwhile, uh, Steve Cutler or not Steve Cutler, uh, Brandon Cutler,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we got, we got Jay Cutler, Steve Cutler and Brandon Cutler. And I can't, they're all about as worthless, uh, as can be, uh, fails miserably to help until, The Good Brothers come out, then Proud and Power or uh, Inner Circle walks away, and then Jericho and MJF start talking shit to uh, the Bucks parents.
0: Okay.
1: FTR defeats uh, Matt Seidel, and his brother that no one cares about. uh, Tries to cut their hair, but Jurassic Express shows up, runs them off, and Luchasaurus has a new mask with new horns, and it's the same mask just with horns. It's not like a new cool looking mask. It's the same mask.
0: Just so. Are, are, are uh, FTR just trying to cut, like, hair and horns off because they're, like, having post-traumatic syndrome from their uzi hot segment or them shaving their back on Raw? It's, it's, yeah, it's they've got, a they've got a, weird,
1: they've got a weird hair fetish.
0: Yeah, they have a fetish now is what I'm trying well, to Well, AEW does, down.
1: too, because if you remember, like, right when AEW debuted, they had the uh, uh Brandy's group with Awesome Kong. hmm And she was scalping girls and like wearing their hair from her belt.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. There's some weird uh, hair fetish there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then our main event, uh, Mox and Phoenix and Pac defeat Kingston and family. Uh, The Good Brothers jump Mox. Omega talk shit. And they announce that we're going to get at Revolution an exploding barbed wire death match between Kenny and Mox for the AEW title. This is actually the only thing that make me might make me go buy this pay-per-view. I haven't bought the last couple of AEW pay-per-views. I am very interested in an exploding barbed wire death match.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think this is perfect. Uh, I think this is the perfect way to write off Mox from TV for his paternity leave. Perfect way. Perfect. And I'm excited for it. They, they had a really good match. I, what, what was it at, like, Double or Nothing or last year? The yeah, the Lights election? Out match. Yeah, the lights out match.
1: With the barbed a- wire fucking mattress thing.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. it was so good. Even though it made no fucking sense. Uh, part, of, part of it was just me nitpicking. But I'm very excited for this matchup between Mox and Omega. I
1: am too. And there are a lot of people that were like, oh, well, you know, barbed wire exploding death matches have no place on... Ne- First off, it's not on network TV. It's on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's a wrestling art form. And this isn't the WWE. They're going to do different aspects of professional wrestling. It is part of wrestling. So it has a place. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't fucking watch it.
0: Yeah. I'm excited about it. Just, it has just as much place in wrestling as a bad bunny match at WrestleMania. (laughs) I caught you in your own trap. I trapped you there, Matt.
1: We're not going to go there, Vince. WrestleMania
0: Uh, was built on the celebrity attraction match. I will say that in a tag match nonetheless.
1: I'm going to gargle AEW undecidedly. The only match that I really, really enjoyed was the women's match. Uh, mm-hmm. Deep versus Riho. Uh, the rest was just kind of there for me. Um, yeah. I feel like some of the stories are getting a little muddled. The Good Brothers with the box and Kenny Omega is getting muddled in with the Moxley stuff and the tag titles. and inter- Like everything's just kind of. They, they need to, again, define some things and, you know, mm. everything's just kind of blending together for me. And I, I, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Yeah, um, I think we're kind of losing focus, so we need to get refocused. So Not I'm sure. going to gargle undecidedly on uh, AEW. Uh,
0: well, I, I don't think I can fairly spit or swallow, so I'm going to gargle undecidedly. There's a lot of good stuff that I did here, like the Barbar death Deathmatch announcement the Rio uh, Serena Deep match, the tag match I wants to go see as well. So there's there's some good stuff here. And as much as I don't like Matt Hardy, the program between him and Adam Page, I'm somewhat interested in... What do you mean you don't like Matt Hardy? I like Matt Hardy, the character, the wrestler, the person is annoying. If that makes any sense. Especially his presence on social media. It's very annoying. Okay. And his wife is extremely annoying, too. I, I, <laughs>
1: That's where that comes from. I thought, I thought you liked corny white people. I thought that was uh, that was your bag.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. But uh, he just doesn't capture your charm, Matt.
1: I'm so going to find you and hurt you. Uh, where <laughs> do you want to go next? NXT, Raw, or SmackDown?
0: Uh, let's go Raw, man. Oh,
1: boy. Here we go. All right, so we kick off Monday Night Raw with Ms. TV because... Reasons, uh, and not not I'm not saying reasons that we can't. I just again if the Miz and Morrison are both out there, why is it Miz TV and not the dirt sheet? Why is it sometimes the dirt sheet and sometimes Ms. TV? Make it make sense. I don't understand it. Uh, but anyway, they have Drew out there, and Drew does what we all wish we could do. He headbutts Miz in the mouth and shuts him the fuck up. And I <laughs> absolutely loved it. Uh, but misses up five seconds later, babbling on again and tells us that he is taking himself out of the elimination chamber that he has the money in the bank. He sees no need for he him to put himself in harm's way and take that spot. Yeah. Uh, which leads to something interesting later. Now I was hoping that this is where we would see Andrade return that Andrade would be the special entrant because if you wrestling historians remember, even though he is not a former WWE champion, he is a former NXT champion and defeated Drew McIntyre to win that NXT championship. So, who is the perfect person, other than the person that they picked to put in this match? Yeah, You put in there. Now, I will say I think they they did this a week too late because we do have Elimination Chamber coming up, mm-hmm. and there's a key element uh, when we get to it of who went in that would have been entertaining going into elimination chamber that
0: we're going to miss. So, uh I will say they wanted to keep a theme. I feel like the only reason they added Miss was like former world champions versus Drew McIntyre trying to make it look like a more impressive win that he beat five other world champ WWE specifically WWE champions. So you're
1: it, picking Drew to win.
0: Oh, of course he's not dropping the title before WrestleMania. Okay. That's just just that's just foolish. So I think they wanted to call an audible I, we'll get into it when we get to the match itself, but like they wanted specific WWE champions. That's why Andrade wasn't there. And that's why John Morrison wasn't gonna go, go in there. Cause as Ms. tried to like point it out to uh, Adam Pierce, he's a former ECW world WWB, ECW world champion. Like, no, that's not the same shit. Just like the EC like, just like the NXT title. It's a heavyweight title, it's a world title, it's not a WWE Title Not even the universal title, it's the WWE title, even though it looks exactly the same, just color coordinated differently. I think that's what they were trying to do. When we get to the Kofi match, I have a small gripe and nitpick that I'll go ahead and uh and talk about when we get there.
1: Okay, uh, we had Riddle and House party versus her business, which didn't matter other than Lashley beats up Riddle. That's all that mattered. All that mattered was that Lashley beat up Riddle, and that made me happy.
0: Hashtag beat up Matt Riddle.
1: Yep. Uh then we got Ms. meeting with Adam Pierce, and as you said, suggest John Morrison as a replacement. So we'll just kind of roll through that stuff. So Ms. meets with him, says, Hey, give my spot to John Morrison, you know, give it to a young guy, L O L, uh, John Morrison. And then we also have Kofi meeting with Adam Pierce and saying, Hey, I'm former WWE champion. As a matter of fact, of all the guys that are in the chamber, I was the most recent WWE champion. So you should put me in the match. And then Ms. shows up and he's like, Whoa, 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 no. We had a deal, and Adam's like, we didn't have a deal. I told you I would consider John Morrison. I didn't say we'd put him in, but here's what we're going to do. Kofi versus Miz. If Miz wins, I'll give the spot to Morrison. If Kofi wins, he gets the spot. Kofi defeats Miz in the match.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I'll just get into my gripe.
1: Yeah. Where the fuck is Mustafa Ali? Well, that's what I was going to say. That's why I feel like we waited too long to do this. Because if you had done this last week, then we could have had Mustafa Mustafa Ali and Kofi in ring with Mustafa saying, "No, no, no, you took my spot. I should have that spot." And then we could have had a match with Kofi versus Mustafa going towards the Elimination Chamber and done something with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they they definitely missed out on that. We I don't I
0: thought that's what they were going with uh, with uh, Kofi trying. I thought the match tonight but on month not tonight i'm talking like if we're recapping raw live after the show but no i thought the the match was going to be kofi kingston versus mustafa ali with mustafa ali going over on a kofi kingston to go into the chamber to take kofi's spot leading into this mustafa versus kofi match at wrestlemania which i think should happen
1: yeah um i'm with you and we didn't see retribution at all this week Nope. Completely gone from the show. Uh, then we have Mandy backstage smoozing, smoozing Bad Bunny for backstage passes, which mm-hmm. I know made Vince really proud. Uh, if it was his girlfriend, I don't think he'd feel the same way, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Tozawa wins the 24 title, and then Bad Bunny wins it. Uh, Damian Priest knocks out mm-hmm. Tozawa. Says, hey, do your thing, which is great because it's Bad be Bunny On Saturday Night Live, which is on NBC, Mm -hmm. WWE is coming to Peacock. So, ladies and gentlemen, I can almost guarantee, and I Kenny brought this up, so I'm gonna give credit to where I heard it for or who I heard it from first. You're gonna see a WWE 24/7 title change on Saturday Night Live where R Truth wins that belt back from Bad Bunny,
0: and ironically enough. He's who will be spotlighting at the at the podcast on this episode of the podcast, and I did my research. It would be his fiftieth twenty four seven title uh, championship ring.
1: There you go. Yeah. Uh. Well, fuck it. Let's get into it.
0: All right. <laughs> uh,
1: so I had I'm a heated gonna, I'm debate.
0: Gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna just sit here and look pretty. Yeah.
1: I had a heated debate with someone over the uh, Lacey segment. So basically what happened, if you guys didn't watch Raw, Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce had a tag team match against Asuka and Charlotte. And when Lacey finally got tagged in and was supposed to get physical, she left the ring, got on the mic, and said she was pregnant. And the IWC went wild. They thought, oh, it's a fake pregnancy. Why are they doing this? This is stupid. I personally had an argument in a group chat with someone who thought that this was sexist, uh, the way that they're portraying Lacey, because after Lacey said it, Rick started dancing and saying, Call me daddy, and got all excited as if Rick was the father, implying that Rick was the
0: father. Lacey at no point said that Rick was the father. Correct. Rick now assumed. It also
1: came out that Lacey is actually pregnant. So from this feud, from Lacey's relationship with Ric Flair, Lacey gained a WWE title shot at Elimination Chamber that more than likely she will not receive if she is actually pregnant. That is not on WWE. WWE did not know that Lacey was going to get pregnant. They did not plan the story based around the fact that Lacey might get pregnant. This was not a planned thing if Lacey's actually pregnant wwe had no way of knowing that she was going to end up pregnant so they created a storyline to push Lacey to get her to learn from the dirtiest player in the game two-time wwe hall of famer three-time three-time wwe hall of famer now he's in four horsemen are in and evolution's in right did evolution get in i don't remember oh yeah they got in right isn't that why randy and Batista and Rick and Triple H came back and, or was that something different?
0: I think that was something different. Uh, He's at least a two-time. I think that was the SmackDown 2000 show. He's at
1: least a two-time, if not a three-time Hall of Famer. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He's in with the Four Horsemen. He's in by himself.
0: If he's not a three-time Hall of Famer, he will be.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing. She learned from the dirtiest player in the game. My perception of the story was that knowing that Rick is an old fucking pervert, Lacey flirted with him and used that to her advantage, which then led to her getting a WWE title shot, which then was going to lead to her also getting a mental advantage over Charlotte, who she is feuding with Mm -hmm. Lacey gains everything here. She's getting a push. She's possibly going to beat Oscar and become WWE Raw Women's Champion with the help of Ric Flair and his underhanded tactics and move up to the main event. There were options here. Yeah. The other side of it that people took was that it's creepy that an old man banged a younger woman and it's sexist and WWE portrayed her as nothing more than a piece of meat. I don't see that. I don't get that. That, Mm -hmm. that is not my takeaway from this whatsoever. I do not believe that that is the case here. Mm -hmm. If that is your perception, that is exactly what it is is your perception if you look at Lacey that way that's on you because that's not how everyone sees it that's how you see it yeah the iwc along with kyle o'reilly this situation has just gone crazy and jumped around and freaked out about everything and WWE shouldn't do this and WWE shouldn't do that and this triggers me and that triggers me. Listen WWE is a live action drama TV series. It is not a reality show. It is not a sports show. It is sports entertainment. It is entertainment with a
0: athletic aspect to it. It's a TV show about wrestling. Correct. It's it's the best way. If
1: NYPD Blue or The Sopranos or Game of Thrones or uh, give me something that's actually on TV. Law and Order. Law and Order. order. If they can do a pregnancy angle where the actress isn't actually fucking pregnant or have someone have a seizure who actually didn't have a seizure and you're okay with it because it's a TV show, this shouldn't fucking bother you. Why does this bother you? This shouldn't Wrestling trigger fans are
0: you. Weird, man. Wrestling fans are weird. It's it was-
1: extremely weird. It, here's the thing: if we didn't do anything on TV because it might trigger somebody because they had somebody in their family go through something terrible at one time in their life, mind you, it's not WWE's responsibility to specifically program for you and your specific relate or your s- specific situation. Then we couldn't have black people on there because it's going to trigger racists. Is that okay? Oh no, no black people on TV because it's going to trigger racists. Well we don't we can't have a show because we can't have black people on there cuz you know like you can't do this shit like
0: like i get you saying you don't like the angle because you feel like women at this point have surpassed those kind of angles where it should be about just the wrestling ability but you've made the case in the past where well they're not having bikini concerts they're not having Brian panties matches they're not having pillow fights they're having actual wrestling matches and no point have you seen lacey evans in like her underwear or launch linger- by like lingerie bikini or just in scandalous revealing outfits if they've all been with her wrestling gear and it's all to further her wrestling career.
1: If Lana can have relationships with Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Lashley and Rusev and talk about her sex life with her husband on TV and it doesn't devalue Lana, then this shouldn't devalue Lacey. This shouldn't make Lacey look bad. And also if you have an issue with Uh a woman being sexually promiscuous and being okay with a guy, being sexually promiscuous, that is on you. That is not on the WWE. Because if Ric Flair can bang 10,000 women and it's cool, then Lacey Evans can sleep with the entire Raw roster and it should be cool because they're yeah. fucking people. Don't put your own preconceived paranoia on a wrestling product or, well, this is how society sees it. Well, fuck society. Because it's not how it is and it's not right. And the only way we're going to get away from that is by bringing that out in the world and to the forefront. Not hiding it and pretending like it doesn't happen. Women don't have sex on TV. Like, no. So what? We know she's married. We know she has a child. We know it's not real. It's a fucking TV show. When I see two people in a movie have sex, I don't think the chick's going to get pregnant from the guy that she's fucking in a movie.
0: Yeah, fair point. I think the the point I was saying is that if Lacey Evans was the one that came up with the idea about, hey, let's announce that I'm pregnant and like have people believe that it, it was Rick's and like feed into the storyline, then that's even 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 less reason for you to be upset. And then, but I was saying on the contrary, if this was Lacey saying, hey, I'm pregnant, and then like, oh, we're going to incorporate into the storyline and she was uncomfortable with it and WWE still made her do it, I feel like that's a slightly Exactly.
1: If WWE, which we've heard before force Lacey to do something that she was not comfortable with in this angle then it's not okay and it's, it's not like- okay because they made her do something that she was not comfortable doing we heard about it with lead in the live sex celebration recently mm-hmm. we've heard it with i believe tris stratus and some of the stuff that she did those things are not okay it's okay to put it on tv if the participants are willing and okay to do it yeah it's not okay if they're not and that's where you draw the line Mm -hmm. if it is consensual and it's fine and they're cool with it then it's cool if it is forced upon them and they are not comfortable doing it and they are made to do it then it's not okay
0: yeah then we're having a different conversation here
1: exactly
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we're gonna move on i had to get that off my chest because it just it drives me nuts and everyone's like well wwe shouldn't be doing this or wwe shouldn't do that or i don't want to see this on wrestling or i don't want to What can we fucking do? Everyone has had something bad happen to them. And if they Mm -hmm. see it on TV and it triggers that bad memory and we take that off, there's nothing left to do. But you want to see new things. You want to do new things. Yeah. You want to get past looking at women as objects of meat. Well, the only way to do that is to let a woman be empowered by her sexuality.
0: Yeah, there's there's literally nothing wrong with that. Zero, zero thing wrong with that. And on top of that, there's such a thing as sugar daddies and sugar mamas out there. There's nothing wrong with it. There's and they need to be represented it.
1: too, right? Everyone yes. needs to be represented. Yes. Um, Speaking of the sugar daddy myself. <laughs> Lana loses to Shayna. That happened. Uh, uh, we got, yeah. uh, Randy, so I actually, this was my favorite part of Monday Night Raw. Randy's cutting a promo about being Randy Orton and being, you know, bas- typical Randy Orton shit. I'm Randy Orton, 16-time champion. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it cuts away and it's Alexa And she's doing a little chant about basically summoning the fiend back to life, sitting in the middle of a pentagram. It was some really cool shit that I'm excited for. Alexa's killing everything she does, man. Uh,
0: I didn't like the pentagram segment as, as much as you did. I kind of was like, "Eh." but I did like her, like her, her distraction of Randy Orton in the gauntlet match.
1: Did you not like the pentagram because of religious leanings?
0: No, I just thought it was kind of like corny or like just lame. Okay. I just I just didn't personally like it. Fair it enough, wasn't fair bad. Enough. I just didn't personally I like mean, it. I mean,
1: I was extremely turned on. So um
0: you liked it for other reasons then.
1: <laughs> so, something about Alexa doing witchcraft, just yeah. Uh Braun's not happy that he wasn't included. Uh and again, Adam Pierce is like, hey you're a universal champion. This is for WWE champions. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, you should have won the WWE championship. And Braun's like, well, you tell Shane McMahon that I got a bone to pick with him, which means we're probably going to get a Braun versus Shane magic WrestleMania. So be ready for that. Oof. That's probably why Shane came back and we saw him on TV and he was there to take that heat. Um, Which we asked last week and we got an answer. And then like you said, and this, see, this is again, this is, where the elimination chamber loses me because I like having the elimination chamber, I love the match, I love putting the people in it, but the build to it always fucking sucks for me because you get these gauntlet matches and six man tag matches, and you get these matches where we're seeing the six competitors compete before they get in the chamber and compete, and I don't need that. So we have a gauntlet match. The winner I'm of both it is shows, the actually. yes. The winner of it is the final entrant in the Elimination Chamber. um, It's
0: not a bad idea, but we saw it two years ago with Kofi.
1: Yeah, exactly. Alexa ends up, as you said, getting Orton counted out. Uh, Drew basically runs the gauntlet after he comes in and then is defeated by Sheamus who wins. Sheamus will be the final entrant in the Elimination Chamber. The most fresh Irish badass coming in to beat up his Scottish friend.
0: Yeah. Well, I will say this. The the gauntlet match did uh, accomplish one thing. It got a win uh, like it for Sheamus over Drew McIntyre, gave Sheamus an unfair advantage over Drew McIntyre. The best way to go about this is have Drew be one of the first two people to start the match and then have him withstand everybody until Sheamus tries to pick apart the scraps and still isn't able to do it. Or
1: Maybe you have Sheamus beat Drew and become WWE champion. I don't and ever want to see Vince it. Th- and just prove it's wrong.
0: I don't ever want to see Sheamus as a WWE heavyweight champion or a universal champion. You've
1: already seen him as a WWE heavyweight I champion. I said
0: again, I said again, I don't ever want to see it. It didn't work when he took the title off of Roman. It's not going to work against Drew.
1: I disagree. There's a really good built in. Like, here's the thing. They're real life friends. This is a really good built in story that they have going on between these two. I and like the build. It's, I like
0: the story. I think the matchup between the both of them makes all the sense in the world. I just don't want it at WrestleMania because it's not a WrestleMania caliber match to me for the world title.
1: I disagree. They're elevating Sheamus back to the main event where he nope. has been, where he possibly belongs. And that sort of blood feud with maybe some sort of high caliber stipulation going into that match at WrestleMania could be fantastic. Also, If not Sheamus and not Edge, then who?
0: Andrade. (laughs) Andrade. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, but I do want Drew to retain the title, and I think that's where you bring back Andrade is the Raw after WrestleMania and have him go after the the WWE title and play off of what you said. Hey, I took the NXT title from you. Yeah. And go from there.
1: Not only did I take the NXT title from you, but I injured you and put you on the shelf for months. Yeah, uh, Monday Night Ross, bitter swallow
0: uh, I'm a swallow, there was a lot of good here Uh, Yeah, it wasn't per- a perfect show But I thought it was a decent Decent show for the most part, I'm a swallow
1: I'm also going to gargle undecidedly on this one I don't feel like I was really invested Other than like a couple things here or there
0: so Alexa didn't do enough for you to swallow
1: <sighs> She did But she didn't um... You
0: know what it is I think the, the whole uh, Lacey stuff, kind of like counteracts the positive positive set. and like see this. that
1: was part of it is I spent so much time in the chat arguing about Lacey that I think I kind of lost focus as to what else was going on like I missed most of kind not missed but like I just had most of the rest of the show going on in the background I perked up when Alexa came on hmm. but I was so like involved in that argument uh, that I had in the group chat um,
0: I wouldn't even call it an argument it was more of a discussion and more uh, of a debate
1: it became an argument It became an argument. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I mean, we didn't have Keith Lee here. Like, yeah. Where was Keith Lee? He's Uh,
0: supposedly going back to news and rumors. Aren't there rumors that he might miss the chamber? I have not heard that. I saw, uh, like, on my Google news feed that there's reports that uh, there's kind of like a worry or concern that Keith Lee might miss the chamber. They say why? I don't know why I didn't click. I didn't click on the article. God, I'm just, game events. I'm just doing my best Dave Meltzer you impression. Gotta,
1: you gotta, click the link. Um, I was busy clicking the
0: other links. hmm
1: Las <laughs> La sixty-nine links.
0: Uh, I checked some stuff out. Uh-huh. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, you a fan. You a fan. She, she's solid, man. She's solid. Uh-huh. I try. I don't to tell think you. she's gonna be. I don't think she's gonna be a regular part of my like viewing roulette. But yeah, if she pops in, I won't. Yeah. I won't skip the video.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, we had Lashley beat up Riddle, but Keith didn't come down for the save. And I don't know, I just uh, uh, NXT or SmackDown, where do you want to go?
0: Uh, since we're on the IWC part, we might as well finish it off with NXT and the Cala stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, so. As I always do, and I, I meant to tell you this at the beginning of the show, so you didn't get all like, "Well, we didn't cover Takeover." We'll talk about Takeovers. We talk about NXT. So, yeah, uh, Undisputed Era broke up at the end of NXT Takeover. Finn Balor defeated Kyle, or I'm sorry, Finn Balor defeated Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch came down and attacked Finn Balor. Kyle O'Reilly came out to make the save, also got jumped, and then Undisputed Era came down. And as Kyle O'Reilly reaches his hand out and Finn accepts it and he stands up between they together. them and they pose together, Adam Cole turns and hits Finn Balor with a super kick, and then Kyle's not happy and he catches one too. And everyone shit their pants because the Undisputed Era has come to an end.
0: I still have hope that either they're going to align with Kyle or they're going to align with Adam Cole. Uh, if not, then I have some, some theories, but man, it's a sad day. End of an era.
1: It is the end of an era. I don't, so I'm probably going to piss some people off with this. I don't have the same problem that a lot of people had with this mm-hmm. because as I've said before, I said it about the New Day. I'm going to say it. I, like her business, I feel like it's too soon, but They've been together forever. There is yeah. literally nothing left for them to do in NXT. And I honestly don't think that this faction works on the main roster. I'm going to say something that is going to really piss people off. And I don't care. Adam Cole on the main roster doesn't make it out of the mid card title scene. He will be <sighs> icy champion, us champion at best. He is not making it out of that mid card title scene. I don't, he's charismatic. He puts on great matches that doesn't matter on the main roster, unless there's a groundswell behind him like Daniel Bryan and he does not have that kind of personality, like a Daniel Bryan to where he can get that groundswell going. You do not see Adam Cole unless Vince McMahon dies and triple H takes over move out of the mid card title scene. He will be a, uh, Actually, you know what? I can't say that because you have had a Dolph Ziggler or an early Daniel Bryan, but if he does have a WWE title run, it's not going to be a long one. It's going to be a short kind of in-between sort of thing, but yeah. he'll end up as a Dolph Ziggler uh, where he just muddles around for the most part of his career, putting on great matches, selling for people in that mid-card title scene.
0: I will say this about Adam Cole, even before he joined NXT, he just felt like a WWE guy. Like a WWE main roster ass guy in the way that he performs, the way he carries himself, the way he delivers promo. uh, I think he's a perfect character guy. Are you you right? Like, there's some validity in what you're saying. Could he be stuck in the mid-card scene and never reach the world title picture? Yes, of course. Can I also see Adam Cole break through that and actually have a WWE title reign? Whether it's a short one like a Dolph Ziggler or a lengthy one? Yeah, I could see that too. I can see I, him. He I doesn't can, have the size of a Seth Rollins or even a CM Punk, but I think he can totally have that kind of that, that kind of like presence. He reminds me of Shawn Michaels, like in terms of the character work as a he heel. He doesn't
1: have the size of a Shawn Michaels either, though. That's the thing. Like if you're not the size of a Shawn Michaels, a Seth Rollins or a CM Punk, which for the majority, that is like the very, the very low end of mm-hmm. the size that the guy that runs the show prefers the only person to really, really break that was Daniel Bryan. And I think Daniel Bryan's beefier than
0: Adam Cole. He, what he wasn't when he first went with that first initial reign,
1: which is why I said he might get a run like that, but that was not a spectacular run for Daniel Bryan.
0: Yeah. But it helped catapult some other things. So look, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I'm not ruling that out completely. And the Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Roger Strong, Bobby Fish especially, they're not making it out of like any make card title scene on main roster. Their best bet is to stay on NXT because then they can, especially Kyle O'Reilly can be an NXT champion down in NXT. Adam Cole, I do see potential for him to be a future WWE champion, especially if it's through the method of, of cash in with money in the bank.
1: And I want to be clear, this isn't my perception of Adam Cole or mm-hmm. that I don't think Adam Cole has the value to be a champion. I am saying, from what I know of the main roster, mm-hmm. he's not going to be that guy. I I, I would almost be willing to put money on the fact that you will not see Adam Cole as long as Vince McMahon is alive and booking main event of WrestleMania for a World Heavyweight Championship. He is not the... Not to say... He can't ever hold a WWE championship, but he is not a main event, top tier Vince McMahon guy. Mm -hmm. And if there are guys that have come in that are bigger and stronger with as much personality as Adam Cole, like a Keith Lee, Alistair Black, that aren't going to get that push.
0: Wait, hold up. Adam Cole, according to Wikipedia, it's it's wrong, but. He's a solid six feet. He's taller than AJ Styles. AJ Styles was WWE champion. You just
1: said Wikipedia is wrong, though.
0: Not Wikipedia could be wrong, but he's close enough to AJ Styles' height. Whether it's they're off by an inch or two, he's still around AJ Styles' height. And AJ Styles had a long reign with the WWE title. And I've this is coming from a guy that watched AJ Styles with a short haircut. <sighs> Back in TNA, never thought I'd see the day where he even be in WWE, let alone be WWE champion and be one of their top, like, guys of the company. I could totally see it, especially with a brand split like Ron SmackDown. I can see it, man. I'm going to tell
1: you right now, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't see Vince putting Adam anywhere higher than the IC title. Not Not for anything lengthy, not for anything. He would have, like, a small run maybe in between, like, WrestleMania and SummerSlam, or SummerSlam and Survivor Series.
0: He's taller than than Daniel Bryan.
1: Well, yeah, Daniel Bryan's my height. I wouldn't be WWE champion either, though. I've got more size than fucking Adam Cole does. Um, so anyway, Kyle wants to wants Adam to tell to come out and explain to him why he did what he did. He doesn't get Adam. He gets Roderick Strong, and he's like, Roddy, don't come in here. I don't. It's no, you know what it is. I don't trust you. Don't come in here. I don't want you. I want Adam. And then Finn Balor comes out and he's like, I don't fucking want you either. And he goes, Oh, you don't want me. Well, I want you because I have an issue with the fact that you stuck your hand out to tell me everything was okay. And then I got super kicked. He's like, well, I fucking got super kicked too. He goes, well, if you want to talk to Adam, get in line behind me. Cause I've got questions for Adam and then team done attacks. Now again, this is where the IWC gets me because I've seen a lot of weird negativity about NXT. Mm-hmm. So I saw somebody say that raw was better than NXT. And it's not that raw is good. It's just, it's not uh, hot garbage like NXT. And I don't know how you can sit down and watch two hours of NXT and have that takeaway as a wrestling fan period, yeah. unless you're trolling. The other thing I saw was someone say, someone pray for me. I'm going to watch NXT. And then the first thing they said was, So this doesn't make any sense. Finn Balor's mad at Kyle O'Reilly, even though Kyle O'Reilly got super kicked too. Now here come the heels to stop the implosion of the baby faces. I'm just going to turn this off now. And again, I don't understand how that could be your logic. That could be your viewing point. That could be in any way, shape or form. If you're actually watching the show, your takeaway, like I don't understand how a wrestling fan could watch what we saw, watch the story unfolding. And be like, this is hot garbage. I'm shutting it off. I don't get it. I never will. It makes no sense to me.
0: Were they AW stand accounts?
1: I don't know. I didn't, I, they're not following me. I just saw some people that I do follow liked it. So it came up with my timeline. I read it. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And then I checked and I'm like, okay, well, you're not following me. So you're not my problem.
0: Hopefully they're just being trolls. Yeah.
1: Uh, we got Santos giving an ultimatum. Uh, because he you don't fucking cross William Regal like plain and simple you do not cross William Regal this man does not fuck around you don't tell Regal shit you do what Regal says he said listen you got two choices you can either no show and then you're suspended and stripped or you're gonna have this match plain and simple That's it. You wrestle or you don't. And if you don't wrestle, even though it's not for the title, I'm going to suspend you and I'm going to take your title away.
0: Yeah. Uh, Can I just ask the question? Is William Regal the best authority figure in WWE history?
1: Yes. William Regal is the best authority figure in WWE history because we are not just taking into account William Regal and the work he's doing in NXT, but you have to take the amazing comedy work that he did as commissioner for Raw back in the day, or maybe it was just WWE. I don't remember if it was no, a Raw SmackDown split.
0: I think you're thinking of Mick Foley.
1: As no, no, no. He William was like Regal.
0: GM where he put himself in the King of the Ring tournament and made himself the King of the Ring.
1: No, William Regal was commissioner. It was when Chris Jericho pissed in his tea in his office.
0: Oh, so th- this I wasn't watching then.
1: Yeah. William Regal was commissioner at the time.
0: Okay. Fantastic so work. Take, take As, off the can, the comments stuff. just the NXT William Regal stuff with that in of itself. Cause I, I think in terms of authority figures in WWE, obviously Vince McMahon, let's take him out of there. He's in the class all by himself, right? the Mr. McMahon characters in the class by itself. I think it's Eric Bischoff, Teddy Long, Paul Heyman, William Regal. Those are the, and then I guess you can put commissioner McFoley in there. Yeah, I was gonna
1: accurate. say, I, I would if you take away all of his work, like the previous stuff before NXT, out of it, uh, Vince, you froze. Oh, there we go. Um, if you take that stuff out, I don't know if I could say he's the best of all time because that's a big, you know, that was that shows his range, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think he's as prevalent a present on presence on NXT mm-hmm. as I would like for an authority figure to say that strictly his NXT work makes him the best. So but I would definitely put him in probably top
0: 5. He's in contention for sure. Uh yeah. then following what you were saying like uh we can go, do you want to just talk about the Karen Cross stuff already?
1: Uh what Kieran Cross stuff?
0: Uh where he uh he had like a promo basically calling out Santos Escobar saying like hey like you can only duck me for so long basically saying like hey you what if you don't show up to next week and you get your title strip? And suspend it. You're still gonna get this ass whooping, so you might as well show up next week because you're gonna. I'm gonna get my hands on you one way or another. You're not gonna escape me, basically. Yep, it was good. It was a good promo. And then obviously Scarlett Bordeaux can't go wrong with her.
1: Can't go wrong with her. Um, so I said some things last week prior to NXT Takeover.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the things I said was I could guarantee that Shotzi and Ember were going to win the Classic, and I was wrong. I will admit you, I was wrong.
0: You, you, you had me sipping the Kool-Aid. I, I had my original picks in, in uh, Gonzalez and Kai, and I flipped the, the week of the NXT beforehand. You made me believe. So Shotzi number...
1: We'll get this out of the way. Shotzi number defeat the way. That wasn't the important part. The important part was Johnny was still looking for Austin. A white van pulls up. Johnny goes and checks it out. In it, he finds Austin. He's in his underwear wearing a fanny pack and a crop top. This causes Indy to be distracted, which allows Ember to get the roll-up and the pin. It ain't catch. Not important, even though Shotzi number got another win. Um, Dexter Loomis basically... Doing whatever he did to Austin and then leaving him in just his underwear in a fanny pack. Extremely entertaining, and I love that. I'm waiting for the uh the red band trailer of the Austin Theory, Dexter Loomis. Like, mm-hmm. I want Austin Theory in a hole, put the lotion in the basket, Buffalo Bill style, all that. I yes, want it. I'm all, all it about me. it. <laughs>
0: I'm all Give it about to me. It. I
1: need the carrying cross tapes where it's just like weird fucking videotape footage of. Austin theory in a whole carrying cross. Yeah, no, you're not. I'm sorry. Not carrying cross Dexter Lewis. Give it to me. Shotzi and Ember lost to Raquel and Dakota. And like mm-hmm. I said, I said that there was no doubt in my mind that Shotzi and Ember were winning, that it made the most sense. And here's the thing. I think WWE got it wrong. And here's why.
0: Okay.
1: We had the dusty classic trophy presentations msk who also won which you called shout out to you uh they did their they did their stuff and i will say during the segment they were entertaining but what was important was giant gonzalez and dakota kai are out there and they're confronted by the women's tag team champions Shayna and naya Mm -hmm. by the end of this again giant gonzalez outshined dakota kai Dakota yes. was there mm-hmm. to comp- to give context to what happened. Hey, you weren't here. This is who Shayna is. This is who Naya is. They used to pick on me. And I'll kick your head off right now. I'm not the same girl. But once Giant Gonzalez picked up the mic and started cutting promos and she did the Naya said, uh, Dusty said, baby, you're the biggest, beautifulest, baddest bitch ever. And she goes, well, No disrespect to Dusty, rest in peace, but he never met me. And she hit that line. And then as they were leaving, she said, I'm going to take that boot and I'm going to stick it straight up your hole. Promo-wise, she outshined Dakota. Mm -hmm. In the actual Dusty Classic match, she did all the
0: fucking work. Look, I thought this was the most logical sense. In terms of how WWE was booking it, because it it just made all the sense in the world, because they want to push Raquel Gonzalez. They want to give her accolades. Her and Dakota Kai winning the Dusty Cup, we're not going to hear like years later Dakota Kai bragging that she won the Dusty Cup. She might, but in her long resume, Raquel Gonzalez is going to say, I won the inaugural Women's Dusty Cup. That's what that was for. And I understand that, but are, are Shotzi and Ember the better tag team? Yes. Were they, did, does it make sense? Like heel face dynamic? Yes. But we're also assuming that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are, are going to be the champions come March 3rd.
1: Why have Nia and Shayna come down and cut the promo against Dakota and Raquel if we're not going to get a Nia, Shayna, Dakota, Raquel matchup? Because this is what, Everyone wanted this tag team of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez to win because they wanted to see Raquel versus Naya, which was my problem is you should not be basing who you want to win a tag team tournament on a singles matchup where the other two matchup are background.
0: So, no. So. At least on my end, I wanted to see the matchup between Raquel and Nia, but I also did want to see the interaction between Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai way more because there's history there. There's and history. It.
1: There's history with Ember and Shayna as well that they could have addressed. Not Shayna the same, defeated Not- Ember for the title, put her arm in a cast, and sent her off to the main roster.
0: Yeah, but they could all they could have always addressed that on main roster. They never did. Look, no offense to Ember. But this is a whole different kind of Ember Moon, and like I know what you're gonna say with the whole Dakota Kai. She's a different Dakota Kai, but with this whole Ember Moon, she's still a baby face. She just cut her hair, and now she's doing something different. Now she's not like they're I don't
1: post-apocalyptic know. badass women warriors that shoot dildos from a tank.
0: Look. There's just there's just not that hype. I just don't feel that eagerness between the matchup between Ember Moon and Sheena Baszler. We've been there, we've done that. We never have a, had a proper payoff from the Dakota Kai and Sheena Baszler stuff because we just never got to see it. Sheena just got called up, and then Dakota literally got injured. We never had that proper payoff. And then now that she's a heel, or a little bit more edgier Dakota Kai, or at least a No, oh, she's a heel. She turned and, heel, at and- okay. Yeah, I know, I know, well, but in this matchup, she's like a tweener, right? And, and this, she's
1: only a tweener because they are putting her against Shayna and Nia. That, that, that's
0: what I meant. Prior I
1: meant. to this presentation, they have full been a heel. heel team, full on and, heel team.
0: And that's and that's the that's what I mean. There was a complete drastic change in who she is as a person and character and how she wrestles. Just her confidence in saying, "I will kick your head off." I'm not the same person. That is what I love.
1: And aren't you the same person that said you don't like how they just switch people from baby face to heel without any real explanation?
0: There has no one's been switched to babyface to heel with no explanation here. But you just
1: said that they've made a shift with Dakota and Raquel based on this matchup.
0: They're playing based on this matchup, they're playing that role, just like in NXT. Neville and Sami Zayn, they were both babyfaces, but in that match, in that dynamic, Neville was playing the heel role even though he was never a heel. I think that's different.
1: I never felt like Neville was a heel in NXT.
0: No, he was never a heel. But I never saying, felt in, like he played a heel role. In his match with Sami Zayn? Yes, he did.
1: I don't feel so. I, I, I'd have to go back and watch it, but I don't think so. Uh, yeah. We got to move on from this, though, because we still have to talk about our truth. So uh, there was some stuff with Kushida and Bronson Reed where basically... Malcolm Bivens is like, "Hey, you put on a great match last night, but you know what would be even better. Fight Discount Adam, or not? That's not even Discount Adam Page. Fight Tyler Rust, uh, Discount Jungle Boy. And uh, is he cleared to wrestle? He's cleared to wrestle. Cool. All right, we're gonna have that match. And then Kushida beats the shit out of Tyler Rust because Malcolm Bivens, to save his client, throws in the towel.
0: That happened. Why? Why is Tyler Rust a thing, man? I don't know. You've got so
1: many other people you can put Bivens with. I don't know why they picked Tyler Rust. Um, Leon Ruff defeats Swerve. Swerve continues a losing streak. RN and Katie talked about it on the Smack Draw pod. Do you know the last time Swerve won a singles match? Can you think of the last time Swerve beat anyone in a singles match?
0: The only time I can remember him winning the match was when he was in the New Stars tournament where he advanced in the tournament. That's about it.
1: That was what RN said was the last one he thinks he got was over Phantasma in that tournament.
0: He didn't even beat Phantasma in the tournament.
1: I think he beat him first round because it was no. a double elimination tournament.
0: No. No. Because Phantasma is Santos Escobar.
1: He wasn't at the time, though. He was still wearing the mask at the time.
0: But he, he went undefeated in that tournament, no? Oh, wait, no no, so. no, 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 no. No, 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 wait. Never mind. Never mind, yeah. never mind. I thought it was a traditional tournament. No, it was. Yeah, you're right. That's the only clean win he's got. Yep. You're right.
1: Uh, Then we had Team Ninja defeat the Robert Stone brand. Not important. What's important is Xia Lee comes down after the match. Public uh, service.
0: <laughs> Doing a public service for the rest of the world and just getting like Casey out of there, man. I, wait, no. Yeah, Casey Catanzaro. I, I don't know. I always get their names confused because they start so Caden similar. Caden Carter, Casey Catanzaro. They both start with a K-Man. Uh,
1: Casey's like, don't worry, I got this. She goes to talk to Zaya. She's like, what are you doing? Be our friend. And she just grabs her by the hand and marks her and says, mm-hmm. next week, I purge
0: you. Yeah, that's, that's what you get for not wearing a mask in public. Like, you get so, you get Lee, and that's what happens.
1: So next week, Ziya is going to fuck up Casey Catanzaro for not wearing a mask in public and then doing public service announcements about wearing a mask while not doing it herself. Does this live. mean
0: that uh, Zia Lee goes after Kenny Omega, Don Collis, and then Michael Nakazawa next?
1: Yeah, send her over there. Sweet. Um, Zoe Starks had a squash match. Like I said, uh, MSK was great during the trophy presentation because as Raquel's delivering these lines, they're in the back eating popcorn with Beth. When she they hit the My Whole Thing, they fell off the top rope laughing. So I, I will... I will give MSK that that was entertaining. I know I said they the grow on you. They they, fucking they grow might. Um, L A Night
0: debuted. L A Night. Uh, I didn't like the name initially, but the way it's growing, on, you? It's growing on me. Eli Drake is perfect. He's a great mic guy. That whole segment is amazing. According uh, according to Young Kings Wrestling, go check out Young Kings Wrestling. Their latest episode. Go check them out. Uh, they talk about meeting Eli Drake and him being a decent, solid dude, being a nice guy. I do know.
1: I think it was R.N. said that he's not the best in-ring worker and he's gonna have to bring that up a bit.
0: He is. He he's gonna have. He he's gonna. He's kind of in the same lines of an EC3, where in we, ring he's gonna have to bring it up, but on the mic and outside the ring he's really good.
1: We saw where EC3 ended up in NXT because of his lack of being able to keep up with the other guys. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, I, I shit on Adam Cole, and I'm gonna go back to that real quick. But like, I also don't see a Johnny Gargano, who I think is fantastic in a main adventure in NXT, being a WWE champion.
0: Yeah, Johnny Gargano, I will agree on. I don't Tommaso
1: Ciampa, who I love, same thing. Great heel. Don't know that I see. Like, there are guys that are great in NXT that and I Balor don't think Vince champion,
0: can make it even happen. it didn't last long.
1: He was, and it didn't last long. It, didn't it was last the injury. Long.
0: I feel like if it wasn't for the injury, but, it would have lasted long.
1: They never went back to it.
0: Because of the injury.
1: No, not because of the injury. He was there for years after the injury. They never put that belt back on him. They never gave him a second chance to run with that title.
0: They moved on. They got bored. You you know how Vincent McMahon is. Fickle. He got Speaking of Finn
1: of Balor, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong lose to P.O.D. And if you don't remember who POD is, it is Pete Dunn, Oni Lorkin, and Danny
0: Birch. Not the guys that sings Ram Serials theme song.
1: Correct. Uh, I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> Cole then attacks Balor and Kyle during the match, beats up Balor post match. And this is where the internet went crazy. So Adam Cole delivered a like spinning vertical suplex to Kyle O'Reilly outside was, the ring. Ra-
0: it was like a brain buster. Uh, yeah, kind uh, of. Uh, yeah.
1: On the steel steps. Kyle was selling it and apparently sold it so well that a fan in the crowd thought Kyle was having a seizure, tweeted out that Kyle had a seizure, and the internet went wild. Dirt Sheets picked it up. Everyone was posting about it to the point to where wrestlers were actually tweeting out that they hope he's okay. And then WWE came back and said, Hey, it was just a stretcher job. It wasn't a seizure. And then everyone's like, well, WWE shouldn't be putting seizures on TV and shame on WWE. And it's like, no, you guys all just took it wrong. And now you want to blame WWE because you guys misconceived what happened. They never oh, said it was a seizure. Yeah. It never happened. It was one fan's perception and you guys all ran with it, and you got fucking worked.
0: Whoa! Did the IWC did a number this week in pro wrestling?
1: Drive me fucking nuts, man! <laughs> Drive me fucking nuts. Just oh, uh, man. if I wasn't already bald,
0: yeah,
1: I'd be bald. Um, NXT got something there. Spit or swallow? Yeah, barely.
0: Swallowing just like this, Gary.
1: Yeah, I'm a swallow NXT as well. Um, all right, SmackDown. So Edge is ready to come out and evaluate his possible opponents that he may challenge uh, after the Elimination Chamber. And he's going to talk about it, but Roman comes down and says, hey, you only got one choice, and it's me. And then Edge runs him down and says, listen, man, you showed me a little something in our last interaction. You need me more than I need you. No matter who I challenge, I'm the main event. To be the main event, I need to challenge you. And then Roman, or I'm sorry, Sammy comes out, feels disrespected. No one cares. Gets kicked. Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane shouldn't even, Sammy Zane and Baron Corbin should not even be in this elimination chamber match. That's neither here or there. I Um, have a theory.
0: I have a theory why he's in there.
1: We'll get past that. (laughs) It's funny because uh, at Heel Tactics on Twitter, uh, good friend of the show uh, and fan of the show. I tweeted out, what did Roman whisper in Sammy's ear? And please make it funny and dirty and he tweeted out basically the whisper song playing and in my notes i have roman whisper song because that is exactly what i thought when roman put his hands behind his back and walked up to edge and whispered in his
0: ear was hey little edge
1: let me whisper in your ear let me tell you something
0: that you might like to hear like that's all i thought i saw someone say that he whispered hell Hydra into his ear which i thought (laughs) was also hilarious
1: uh the queen of ne also put out something similar and i said uh meet me in room 303, bring the candles. Yeah. Uh, That was what I went with. So as you said, it looks like we're going to get Edge and Roman. That looks like it's where they're going. I really don't see any of these elimination chamber competitors surviving the elimination chamber and then going on to beat Roman Reigns in a Mm -hmm. one-on-one match, which is why it was designed this way to make it impossible. I'm sure we're going to get a good match and we're going to get a glimmer of hope like, oh, shit, maybe Daniel's going to win or, oh, shit, maybe Cesaro is going to win. But in the end, they're probably not um main event real quick six-man tag team match uh it's the good guys versus the bad guys in the elimination chamber match at the end of the match everyone's hitting finishers and signatures which ends with edge spearing Jey uso and roman spearing edge mm-hmm. i didn't pay uh, much attention to this i didn't really care for it so i'll let you speak on the banter between edge and paul Heyman because i actually di- I didn't care so much. Like I was like, all of these guys are great, but I just don't care so yeah. much that I'm
0: tuning out. I, I it was I didn't catch too much of the banter, but there was a couple times where like Edge kind of like, "Hey, you took a long time to come back with a rebuttal. That's because you know I'm right." He's basically saying like, "You know I'm right. You you know the things that I'm saying are right. You know that I'm a legit threat. You know that I'm gonna dissect your client here. Like you're stuttering, you're hesitating to come back with me because I'm coming at you with gold." It was just a very good interaction. If you can go back, just like. Like listen to some of the dialogue, or if you find it on Wrestling Twitter, for, by all means, go ahead and check it out. Uh, the match was what it was. The one thing that I will say, that my theory, why Sami Zayn was in there, and I kind of was thinking, well, Kevin Owens might win the chamber and then go at, go against Roman Reigns, but then we've already seen that. I, my hope is that it's Cesaro building, uh, building him up a little bit, putting on a decent performance, and him losing, just like with Shinsuke Nakamura. I think that what you do with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, now the roles are are flipped, gives Kevin Owens something to do, gives Sami Zayn something to do. And that's how you pivot uh, Kevin Owens away from the title picture. That's my theory as to why Sami Zayn is in there.
1: I I feel that. I don't necessarily know that you need to pivot Kevin Owens away from the title picture. I I like the idea like we used to do in the, The Attitude Era or even the Ruthless Aggression Era where you have multiple top guys Mm -hmm. and you take two of the top guys who aren't competing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for the title and you put them in a feud where it's still a main event feud, it's just not for the title. And I don't feel like they've built Sammy to that spot yet to where I can... I'm not saying that's what you're doing. No, I I know. I I know that's not what you're saying, but I'm saying I'd rather see Kevin Owens stay and hover around that main event title picture, but just feud with somebody else that's in it. That's a top guy
0: that's I don't a, think there's anybody right now on on unfortunately. That, that is
1: the problem. That yeah. is very much the problem, unless we're pivoting towards Jey Uso feuding with Kevin Owens out of this. That's a,
0: that I'd actually would rather see him feud with Sami Zayn as opposed to Jey Uso because that's still in the Roman Reigns stuff, and that kind of looks like he's going down the level. You know? Yeah. At uh, least with Sami Zayn, it seems like he's doing side quests before he finishes the main story campaign.
1: We also had segments of edge talking to all of the competitors throughout the night Mm -hmm. where he had various, you know, Oh, KO. Yeah. You know, we're so much alike or Sam, or like I said, Daniel Bryan, you know, you you came back and inspired me to come back and that was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I see a little bit of excitement there and Cesaro, Oh, you're going to win and you're going to face edge at mania and you're a great worker and blah, blah, blah. Like, so we had that stuff with Edge meeting with the baby faces. Um, we also had Ray and Dom versus the Alpha League Academy. This was fucking weird. It ended yeah. because Otis, who is now a heel, uh ignored the refs count, so she threw the match out and then
0: I, th- I thought it was yeah, I thought it was that, that that uh Chad Gable was ignoring the count and wouldn't go outside. Like go back onto the apron, and because there is a five second tag rule, where if you don't get out by the five seconds, the, that the referee counts, that's a DQ. Yeah, and that's what I thought happened was Chad Gable stayed inside the ring after he tagged uh, Otis in.
1: I I I thought it was Otis was ignoring the count. Um, I wasn't really paying attention because I didn't give too much of a shit until we got to the end and it got weird, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Because mm-hmm. again, it's Ray and Dominic versus the Alpha Academy, which I don't have much love for they haven't they didn't do the great job with alpha academy even though they're turning them heel and it seems like the alpha academy you've got an injection of toxic masculinity turning sweet good guy otis into bad guy otis uh that they did with apollo cruz so biggie is out there in his she shed with his feet soaking and his hungry man tv dinner He's got his couch. He's got his TV tray. He's got his fucking uh, mini fridge. Watching yeah. Shinsuke versus Apollo. Shinsuke gets the win. Apollo cuts a, actually, especially for Apollo, great promo uh, before the match, talking about how he comes from Nigerian royalty, and yeah. if people had talked to him the way Big E did, they would have had their tongues cut out. Apollo comes out and loses Yeah, and destroys Shinsuke, Mm-hmm. Big E steps in and says, Hey, stop. You're done. It's over. Let it go. Tries to talk him down. Apollo mm-hmm. drops the stairs. Big E goes to check on Shinsuke. Apollo attacks Big E with the stairs and then just destroys, knocks Shinsuke into the crowd and destroys Big E with the steps to where he's stretchered out from the ass whooping he took from Apollo. Yeah. They did a lot for Apollo here tonight. This was probably my favorite segment of SmackDown.
0: This is the best Apollo Cruz has looked. Ever, ever, and also, too, quick shout out to Big E for putting over Shinsuke Nakamura saying that hey, this guy is a one of uh, this guy's a legend, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna miss him when he's gone, he's underappreciated, and he should be the one that I should be facing for the title right now. I want to be, I want to be facing guys like Shinsuke, he yep. should be in that picture. And what is it with Big E saying, hey, I'm done with Apollo, I'm done with Apollo? It's a very heel thing to do to be like, I'm done with this guy, he's beat
1: him. Three times in six weeks.
0: No, no, no I, I I get his point, but in WWE, the baby faces. Sure, I'll give you the one hundred millionth title shot, even though I don't have to.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, because what we had from Apollo was very heel. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he whooped that ass. Yeah. I enjoyed this whole thing, and I'm actually kind of Great. excited about Apollo going for it. Like they did a lot for yeah. Apollo here, and that's big props to Big E because he should and could be in the main event spot, and here he is. In a mid card title spot, building stars.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Tamina and Natalia defeated the Riot Squad. Billy has decided to defect and try and make friends with Tamina and Natalia, which ended up leading to the Riot Squad again losing because they can't help themselves. And then, as Billy tries to join Natalia and Tamina, which, by the way, Tamina, this wasn't the greatest match. There was a lot of uh, mistimed bullshit here. But yeah. Tamina looked fantastic, like looked cool as shit with this new look that she had mm-hmm. in this match. Uh, they jumped Billy, and I just, I want Billy to find a friend. So all I want, somebody. Somebody to be yeah. Billy's friend. That's all she wants.
0: Why, why split up the iconics if, 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 if you're just gonna leave Billy by herself friendless? That's, that's very cruel, man. That's very cruel. I don't like it.
1: I'm feeling about Billy K, the way I felt about Otis when he was simping Mandy Rose, and she wasn't giving him the time of day. Like,
0: Oh, I never liked that. I never, I've, I've never, I never got behind the Otis train actually, never.
1: I did, I 100 percent did. I, I wanted know. him to get, I wanted him to get his hot girlfriend, and he did. And then they just gave up on it once he did. But uh, no, I'm starting to feel that way about Billy Kay. Like they have made me sympathize with her. I just wanted to find some friends.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Um, Ding Dong, hello. Oh,
0: fucking love Ding Dong, hello. I think I
1: loved and hated it. So here's the thing. Bailey coming out looking like, you know, she's got the 90s music and everything. She kind of looks like a sexy Sally Jesse Raphael with the glasses and the weird cleavage hanging out of the fucking turtleneck. And I thought she attractive. was
0: wearing like a like a neck, neck brace for a second. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and she's hot, but she's not hot. Like, weird thing going on. She's got Shayna and Naya on there. And for, blow, I, I don't know, Reginald comes out and sings Sasha's praises. Simping even though he's Carmella Sommelier, even though he's supposed to be on Carmela's side. And the only logic I can make of this is that Reginald is working towards making Bianca and Sasha a team so that Bianca doesn't challenge Sasha so that Carmella gets another title shot.
0: I don't think that's what this is. I think what it is is them deciding we're going to align Reginald with Sasha Banks and when the eventual Sasha Banks Bianca match happens. Sasha needs an underling, like a JJ security, and they're just gonna pivot. I think the exactly what they're gonna do is just gonna pivot uh Reginald from Carmela to Sasha and then just gonna toss Carmela to the side and forget all about Carmela.
1: Don't know if I'm okay with that.
0: I, I'm not saying I'm okay with it. Um, I'm saying that's what's gonna happen.
1: Sasha basically comes out and says she's the only pick for Bianca because she runs the division. And Bianca comes out and says, uh uh-uh. uh. I won the rumble. I run the No, division. she said that
0: No, no, she said that the division revolved around her.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. Bianca said the division doesn't revolve around me. I just beat everyone in the division. Mhm. Um Reginald kind of squashes shit and makes a six-person tag team match. It is as I'm going to call them the boss est or the boss est. I don't know how I want to
0: The Bossiest.
1: Yeah, I I haven't figured that out yet, but we'll get there. But it's the boss and the EST and Reggie versus Shayna and Bailey, and I completely missed the entire match. So I'm gonna let you take
0: over from here. Uh, I missed where this happened, but at some point Bailey just got completely taken out of the match. Either she left or got taken out. Uh, it was all right. There was a lot of good interaction between Nia and, Reg- and Reggie where he sold her as a dominant force. He got a couple quick things in there, but for the most part, sold the shit out of Nia as a legit monster threat. And the finish was uh Nia getting in trouble, going in for the tag on Shayna. Shayna get pulled down by both Bianca and Sasha Banks. She gets kind of like drop kicked. Like, Reginald goes for like a crossbody, gets caught, then... Uh, both uh, Bianca and Sasha Banks drop kick Reginald into like a pin onto Nia, but she did the whole Cohen thing where she kicked out at three, you know. But Reginald still got the win, the pinfall victory for his for his team. Um, uh, and that's how they set up the the title match for this Sunday.
1: Not important because oh, go ahead.
0: I did want to say I fucking love that Bailey kept telling Sasha. Reginald and uh, and um, Bianca use the fucking door. Yeah, I love the door. that. And I love the, the bit of Nia and Shayna trying to walk in at the same time. It was, it was perfect. It was, it's the best talk show in all of wrestling.
1: Reginald shows up with some wine for Carmella, who knows what he's been doing, says, mm. where have you been? And he's like, oh, yeah. well, I had to let the wine breathe. And she goes, we're not doing this. I know where you were. I know what you were doing, but it's OK. I'm not mad because I know you're going to do the right thing. Then she takes a sip of the wine. Mind you, we're in a pandemic and she reaches out and puts her hand on this man's lips and Mm -hmm. touches his face. Then spits the wine into the cup and throws her backwash into his face, saying that the wine is disgusting and to go get her another glass. So as you said, it seems like maybe Carmela is going to turn Reginald away by her. him. Yeah, We're gonna go to the side of Sasha Banks. Um, really
0: living the gimmick of side, side piece.
1: Bring up Zaylee, have her whoop Sasha, or whoop Carmella for again ignoring protocol during a pandemic and touching this man's face with your finger. I was slightly gro- I'm like, pardon. Yeah. Me, is it- I'd let you stick that finger down my throat, and then another part of me was like, "You should not be touching my mouth." And I don't know if you've washed your hands, if you've Mm -hmm. used hand sanitizer.
0: Yeah, and hand sanitizer is not enough. Wash your fucking hands.
1: Mind you, ladies and gentlemen, all of this is just joking. Because as I went on a rant about this being a TV show, I'm not serious about any of this. Yeah, it is a TV show. I will say I was a little concerned about putting children in a room with men that did not have masks on with COVID being so prevalent, but I know everyone was tested and everything was okay. Still. It, you'd have to assume. Yeah. Um. But other than that, like this is all in jest, like none of this is serious. It is a TV show. I don't really have a problem with Sasha or yeah. Carmela touching Reginald's mouth or any of that. So mm-hmm. Um. Smackdown spit or swallow. I'm a swallow. You're going to swallow.
0: I thought it was a good show. I think SmackDown was in the running with NXT in terms for me in terms of best show of the week.
1: Best show of the week for me was NXT because, again, I love the Big E stuff, but that was really the only – like, I'm going to swallow for the Big E Apollo stuff, mm-hmm. but a lot of the show I didn't really care about. Like, I enjoyed the Carmella stuff. I, I enjoyed uh, the Big E stuff. The six-man tag team match didn't do shit for me. The regular yeah. tag team match didn't do shit for me. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about Seth is suing Cesaro. <laughs> also, didn't do anything for me because Cesaro ruined his return.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. I thought he looked ridiculous in what he was wearing. Embrace uh, the vision. Did you see? Did you see? Uh, what was it, Kenny that tweeted? The tweeted and there was a spelling. Embrace there. the virgin. Yeah. Embrace the virgin. Yeah, that was Kenny. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm gonna swallow. I, I think uh, in terms of the best show of the week for me, it's NXT slightly because I did enjoy everything the Edge did. I enjoyed Ding Dong Hello, and I enjoyed the the Palo Biggie stuff. Fair, fair. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is yes. now time to spend a little time talking about our truth. Yes. So what is? out of curiosity what was like your first memory or that you think of your first introduction that you remember from R-Truth when you started watching wrestling because you're a little younger than me
0: so I wasn't watching that to era uh so I would always just watch the DVDs and I didn't knew who Kate Quick was right mm-hmm. I then my first introduction to R-Truth was the vignettes on SmackDown that's how I, I got introduced to him now
1: our truth wasn't in the attitude era. He was the ruthless aggression era, and a lot of people get those timelines confused because mm-hmm. they're very close. Ruthless?
0: But... No, no. He he was there with Road Dogg, man. Road Dogg wasn't part of ruthless aggression. Mm-hmm. It was tail end of attitude era. All
1: right, so Vince, we're gonna have yes. a little discussion here about that real quick.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: He joined World Wrestling Federation, uh, was then promoted to the main roster and put a tag team with Road Dog in November 13th, 2000. Right? Okay. Yeah. 1990,
0: 1999 to 2001 was when he signed with the company. Yeah.
1: Correct. Yeah. Uh, the Attitude Era officially ended. Uh, where are we at here oh okay you know what i'll give it to you it 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 does consider it it says that the attitude era extended to 2002 so all right Mm -hmm. i was wrong um i i normally consider the end of the attitude era right about 2000 like from 97 to 2000 yeah apparently it was 2002 so
0: i i think where everybody unanimous like kind of like comes to an agreement that ruthless aggression started was the promo on raw where Vince McMahon, i want some ruthless aggression which was the week that john Cena debuted.
1: yeah it's i feel like- i feel like 2000 2001 was a weird in-between period it wasn't really mm-hmm. attitude era yeah i guess it also wasn't officially because you had the invasion and everything and that didn't feel attitude era to me you know no, that was better kind of its own thing so i think, think that that's Addison
0: where era in his in its original incarnation kind of died when wcw was spot yeah and, and the wcw guys started leaking in and, yeah. the, and the alliance stuff
1: um we do i do have a list of, so i i remember k quick i remember get rowdy i remember him I and don't. road dog i remember all of that uh you were like saying i what- watched them
0: i watched them like on the dvds when i re- i didn't know that was ron killings i did not know that was Hard truth until after the fact
1: yeah um so your first introduction was what
0: was the vignettes on smackdown when he was slowly being debuted and then he comes out like through the crowd rapping that was my first introduction to r-truth ron killen's the man i didn't even watch his impact wrestling his tna stuff which i want to go ahead and see which by the way first ever black nwa champion two-time nwa champion
1: and a lot of people don't really take that into consideration but that is a big deal because the nwa championship which is still around and Mm -hmm. still exists and may not be as prominent as it once was is probably one of the most prestigious titles in all of professional wrestling
0: it's up there with the big gold belt
1: it has been around forever the 10 pounds of gold has been around forever and he was the first african-american male black man whatever you want to call it to hold that title Mm -hmm. out of junkyard dog and you know coco beware and ron simmons who was wcw world heavyweight champion but not nwa because they had gotten away from that you know all of these men who came through and very few black men held world heavyweight titles in major companies he was the first nwa world heavyweight champion and he did it twice
0: Yeah, I mean, if you do want to nitpick here and say the NWA wasn't around and it was the world title for TNA back in the day, still an up-and-coming company putting their title on him and him being the top guy with their title still says a lot. Well, mind
1: you, he was the Cyberspace Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, Mm -hmm. the Memphis Championship Wrestling heavyweight champion, Twice, yeah, the national championship wrestling television champion one time, the NWA wild side television champion one time, mm-hmm. uh, NWA world heavyweight champion twice, NWA world tag team champion twice with beat once with BG James and once with Conan. Mm-hmm. Big names, legends, hall of famers, yeah, um, TNA world tag team champions, which is different, uh, with Adam Jones one time, uh, won the gauntlet for the gold. Uh, as a tag team with BG James. And then, of course, as we know, in WWE, former WWE 24-7 champion, currently 49 times, soon to be 50. Uh, tag team champions with Kofi, two-time United States champion, two-time WWF hardcore champion, mm-hmm. which is basically the 24-7 title, kind of.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Bragging rights trophy and mixed match challenge winner with Carmella.
0: Yes, Slammy Award winner for LOL moment of the year. Uh, I don't know specifically what it was, uh, but the year was twenty fifteen. Uh, I I did want to go back and like in his accomplishments, the fact that he's only a one time tag team champion in Swick over Kingston just mind boggling because I, for a spell there he was teaming up with with John Morrison and turned heel on John Morrison when he did the infamous like smoking cigarette on Raw to, uh, like uh, uh, segment. But he also teamed up with the Miz as Awesome Truth, and they never won the tag titles.
1: I he missed all up, of that.
0: I, that's when I started watching. It. And then See, him, him and Gold as the Golden Truth never won the tag titles.
1: I remember the Golden Truth. I missed all of Little Jimmy, mm-hmm. uh The Miz and R Truth, the Morrison stuff. That was when I had dipped out of wrestling for a little while. Yeah. yeah. So, like as you were coming in. I was leaving, so I missed Well, I wasn't coming
0: in, I was sticking around. Yeah. Because I came in uh oh four oh five is when I started watching weekly. So I was just like knee deep into it. Yeah, and I haven't hadn't been watching it for years and years at that point. But that honestly surprised me that he's only been a one-time tag team champion, which further further emphasizes my dream booking of him. Teaming up with his childhood hero John Cena and winning the tag team titles—that has to happen, man. That and that is what
1: our truth is most known for in the WWE—is the comedy stuff that he has done, especially recently. Um, even the little Jimmy stuff—that's uh, really what's gotten him over to the forefront of people's minds, where they love him. The him not knowing what matches are, what brand mm-hmm. he's on, what day it is, what the pay per view is, the stipulation showing up in all of these random places, being forgetful. Mm-hmm. uh, Again, the 24, like how over were Carmella and R-Truth together during the 24-7 stuff, during the mixed yeah. match tag stuff? He has been a staple in WWE. He has been the person that's carried the 24-7 division and kept it alive yeah. this entire time. Without our yeah. there is no more 24-7 title.
0: Without our truth you don't care about that title. At all. Like at all. uh and here's here's a problem that i have like there's nothing wrong with what archie's been doing obviously that's longevity he's a, he's a great he's a great worker he's entertaining everyone but i really think they missed a the boat with him being the top guy And that was when he turned heel on John Morrison, when he like the cigarette segment and then he went off and challenged John Cena, heel John Cena. That's when the little Jimmy stuff started happening. It's like, I'm tired of entertaining all the little Jimmys was a reference to all the little like white kids that like the white little boys in the audience. I'm tired of entertaining and shucking and jiving as RN likes to put it for all these white kids, all these like little kids. I'm trying to get mine. I'm trying to be serious. I'm trying to, go after the title and he actually had a WWE Championship match against John Cena unfortunately this came at a point in time where John Cena was super Cena and he was bulletproof and no one was going to get a shot unless he were a CM Punk or Alberto the Rio or the Miz they he had a really good program with John Cena as a heel he was a legit threat he felt like a legit guy and he might not have won the WWE title but I could totally have seen them with the big gold belt with the World Heavyweight title on SmackDown and they just then paired him up with The Miz, made a uh, awesome truth just so that Rock and Cena have someone to face in the intermediate in their build for their singles match at WrestleMania, which just kind of goes into what we were talking about, Elimination Chamber and Fastlane being stopgap stuff where there's other stuff. That if it kind of feels like it's just being like shoved in there and we're not getting to the actual story. And then other, there's just some stuff that we shouldn't be doing. But
1: also to give him the ball to make him part of that tag team and put him up against two of the biggest names in wrestling in between an icon versus icon, generation versus generation feud, that shows how much faith that they had in him that he can carry that.
0: Well, I don't know if you, you weren't watching back then, but apparently if reports are to be believed, Miz and Truth were like blamed for that match not being good. Those specifically got those two specific guys took blame for that match and were relegated to just being mid card guys ever since then. They never that was as the highest they got their peak was that tag match at Survivor Series. It wasn't good, they went all the way to the bottom of the card. Who's to say they would have stayed at the top, but they never even won the tag titles? Yeah. How could, how could, how good could that partnership have been if they never even won tag team gold?
1: I mean, it. It could have been good. You're gonna take that heat when it's John Cena and The Rock, and I would argue that that was definitely more so John Cena and The Rock than it was yeah. Miz and R. Oh, R- yeah, face. for sure. Say what you want. That version of The Rock was not the Rock that we had uh, in the late '90s, early 2000s, nope. and that was also not the best of John Cena that we had seen. Uh, that was when they had basically reduced him to a Hulk Hogan-like character with his.
0: He was going through the motions, John Cena. Three moves
1: of Doom. Um, some other notable things about R-Truth he has a filmography he was in The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke uh, had a cameo appearance there also Head of State Chris Rock's uh, presidential movie Mm -hmm. Um, two studio albums Invincible and Killing It Yeah, along with a shit ton of singles
0: I have not checked out either of them I gotta check out both of the albums
1: Um, including a 2020 single called Set It Off Uh, And then Dance Break, which Carmella, the dance breaks, you know, that 2019 was really the year of truth Um, and run it featuring Carmella. Um, Those are non-album singles, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. It's Black History Month when you talk about Black History, the first ever NWA champion, a staple in the WWE who has come and gone and been back, but really... Held.
0: It's been an anchor,
1: yeah. Been an anchor. Held that twenty four seven title division um down. Kept yeah. it alive. Was some of the most entertaining stuff in two thousand nineteen with what he was doing, um and has been used to elevate and as we talked about, Bad Bunny, the superstar that they are bringing in to be the celebrity moment at WrestleMania is 24 7 champion and he yeah. is probably going to have a moment on nbc our truth is again going to be on nbc on saturday Night Live, more than likely for the 24 7 title to get wwe's face in front of the masses this is the guy that they're giving the ball and letting him run with
0: it mm-hmm. yeah uh i was surprised he didn't have an ic title ring i could have sworn he was a former ic champion u.s No, no no i know he was a former u.s champion for whatever reason, I thought he also held the IC title, too. Not as far as I know. No, I, I went when I went back and looked, I didn't see anything. But in the back of my head, I thought he did. I don't know. Back in the day, everybody was winning both make our titles. I just assumed he was one of them.
1: Say what you want about the shucking and jiving, as RN likes to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it is irrefutable that our truth has cemented himself. In the books, as not only a legend, yeah, probably a future Hall of Famer. No, he's
0: a lock. I think for me, he's a lock. Just the
1: 24-7 shit alone is enough to get him. I mean, a 50-time champion off of the 24-7 title stuff is enough to get him in. He has been, he has put you know how Edge said that NXT focuses on the second W and WWE. Mm -hmm. Our truth puts the E in wwe everything he does everything he's a part of is entertaining he helped move shows along and keep people interested during and prior to the pandemic yeah. uh some of the stuff that i look most forward to in 2019 was our truth and him running with the 24-7 title and people chasing him and what even, they were doing
0: even even before the 24-7 title him and carmella were amazing together They were the most entertaining thing in the Mixed Max Challenge. Before that, his pairing in the Golden Truth with Goldust, that on and off stuff, was great stuff. Unfortunately, they never won the tag titles. But even before then, the little Jimmy stuff, the not knowing where he is kind of thing, like, like him going to the Royal Rumble and busting out a ladder and trying to climb it and getting eliminated. Him coming out and cut in on an amazing promo about how he's going to win the man in the bank ladder match or whatever. And then come to find out he's not in it. Mm -hmm. He's just been literally emphasizes the E in WWE through and through. There's never been a moment in his WWE run from 08 till now where I could say, I'm not invested in R-Truth.
1: Pre-show all-star shows up on pre-shows, always entertaining, always fun, always something to say. And on top of that, as a young white kid at the time, he made me feel cool. And I'm sure he did it for a lot of other young white kids who might not have felt cool. The getting rowdy with as K quick with BG James, the what's up for his current music, which he sang. Yeah. That we all sang along to and even did with the, him.
0: Even the get crunked and nobody remembers, even though I think it was a better theme song.
1: Um. R-Truth has entertained and inspired a generation of wrestlers because wrestling isn't just the in-ring stuff, which, by the way, no slouch. That spitting scissors, kicking it. Like, the guy can go in the ring. If he couldn't go, he wouldn't have been an NWA champion. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been a United States champion. Like, when you make R-Truth be serious and go, the guy can fucking go. He is one of the most athletic, youthful, for his age, Mm-hmm just beyond belief, talented superstars in between the ropes and outside. Um, But whether it's his in-ring work and the stuff he's done that's inspired young people to go out and, you know, become a wrestler or just allowing people to feel entertained and knowing that, you know, I can do this just off of being entertaining. Mm -hmm. Like, I can come out and I can find a way even though they're not utilizing me to be a, uh, a main fixture of this company, a main point of this company,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even if I'm not wrestling in the ring every week, even if I'm just doing roll-ups, even if I'm just doing this, I can be front and center and they will give me the ball and I can run with it, which is exactly what we're probably going to see. As I said, with the Saturday night lights live stuff, our um, truth. Yeah. yeah. Legend, definitely hall of famer yeah. um, who, defies father time and has definitely made his mark on history.
0: And you know what he is? Then I, I think we haven't even talked about yet. A great veteran presence in a young locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like you see like, like in like WWE, like in like uh, documentaries or in other like WWE network exclusive shows where People like a uh, Sasha Banks and Xavier Woods, a New Day, uh, they go up to a Kofi Kingston, uh, like and and Naomi, like a Kofi Kingston uh, and our uh, Truth, sorry, Kofi Kingston goes up to our Truth and stuff. Uh, they go up to him for like veteran leadership, or like a guy that kind of holds the fourth down in that locker room, just like in any sports league, whether it's like the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, you need a veteran guy. He may not get all the playing time, but when he gets in there. He's a he's the coach on the court, on the bench, and he's kind of like a coach, a manager, a leader for that locker room. It's perfect, exactly what they need. And he's not going to be like uh uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a, he's not going to be politic. He's not going to be politic in his way to put people down. He's going to be helping others.
1: Not just that. Now that you bring it up with the retirement of the Undertaker and the fact that he's on TV every week. I think he is the oldest tenured veteran on the roster right now
0: yeah i Name think so. that he
1: debuted for the wwe originally in 1999 mm-hmm. and we've seen all of those guys go yeah he is the oldest tenured veteran on the roster right now
0: active currently like I
1: think- currently active wrestler yeah
0: yeah 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 for sure uh well, longevity man uh quick analogy like quick comparison he's uh to, to me i kind of see him like as the vince carter of, the, of wwe Vince Carter had, like, a great athletic peak, never was a world champion, but was able to, like, keep a long career going from one team to the other. Everyone has nothing but great things to say about Vince Carter. Was he ever the best player in the NBA? Was he ever Kobe Bryant, the Michael Jordan, and LeBron James? No. Did he have potential to reach that? Yes. Did he have a long career? Yes. That's exactly what our truth is. He's the Vince Carter pro wrestling. And if Agreed. you guys are an NBA fan, uh, let me know. Let me know what well, you guys think.
1: Tell them why they should let them know as you plug your stuff.
0: Uh, go ahead and uh, let me know on Twitter and Instagram at SCSVents. Go ahead. I'm always looking forward to talk wrestling or share some uh, memes on on uh, Instagram. And also follow the show's Instagram at Smackin' and Raw Pod.
1: Have you been doing stuff with that?
0: Uh, whenever we post an episode, I always share it that's the most active I've been on it I haven't shared my own content
1: I'm gonna need you to up that
0: yeah for sure for sure I need to step my, I need to be in our truth and that's because like, I'm lazy
1: not doing it but I'm handling the Twitter end so yeah
0: yeah for sure for sure
1: yeah um also you have a straight talk podcast which you hope will have a new episode which covers the NBA soon
0: yeah yeah hopefully uh RN and Rick havoc will be having an episode sometime next week drop and talking about the NBA all-star game so look forward to that look for look look out for that as well
1: so go follow at SES Vince, even though it should be at Denny Delgado. Go follow the Straight Talk podcast, which you can find on podcast platforms and on YouTube, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, please go follow Smack and Raw Pod at and Raw Pod on Twitter and Instagram. The Creation World at The Creation World on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, WandaVision, uh, two roommates discussing WandaVision. Funny as hell, still going on. Great mm-hmm. show there. Uh, we've got new episodes. We had a new episode of Batgirl, so there's a new episode of Super Flashy Arrow out um also look travis and i will be getting back together to continue return to wrestling that will be coming back and available so keep your eyes peeled for that so to find all this stuff you got to go to the youtube And the youtube is creation world and if you go sub to creation world you get super flashy arrow you get the wandavision stuff you get smack yeah. and a raw you get creation conversation you get everything there in video form so you can see our beautiful faces and simp my lovely lips his yeah. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Uh
0: quoi. Hey, and you know what? If you're already there, give this video a thumbs up. Go ahead and comment down there below. There you are asking too much again. And turn on the bell. No, it's not too much, man. There's nothing just, wrong. Just look, follow just, just us. Like,
1: Once we get the follows up, then we'll talk to you about
0: liking and subscribing. No, no, and no, fucking... no. You're already there. You're already there. It's free. Free of charge. If you love us, do this for us. I'm going to guilt them into it. That's my strategy. I'm going to guilt them into it. But definitely this, turn on the bell notification. This is why
1: Travis doesn't like you. You're too pushy. I get it now. Uh, <laughs> oh, real quick. Did you snowball your girlfriend for Valentine's Day? No. Thought you were going to go back, watch the tape, come up with a strategy. What happened?
0: Uh, Other stuff happened. Uh, I did not snowball her. <sighs> she let me down. You let me down. You let me down. To be fair, it's... It's only going one place and it's staying there.
1: It is Chicago winter. If there's any time to snowball, it is now.
0: <laughs> it's winter everywhere, apparently. Yeah.
1: You guys can follow me on Twitter at Matt Rutherford. That's at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Also, we have Facebook pages, facebook.com slash creation world, which has everything, facebook.com mm-hmm. slash group slash flash here of tomorrow for the DC stuff, and facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw for your wrestling content where we have group chats and posts and different things going on there and it is far less toxic than twitter so if you need an escape from the toxic ass IWC, go check us out there and have some fun for sure anything else vince
0: no just uh enjoy elimination chamber this sunday guys there you go uh
1: for daddy delgado i am the warden mad ritter we are smacking it raw and we are the number one wrestling podcast still not back on porn
0: this is why you should be on youtube guys check us out there